God, and I pray that, God, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that came in this place, God, drag him. I pray if there's anybody in this place, God, that came, came in here that is just, just full of burdens, God. God, that they feel like the weight of the world. God, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but God, I pray, God, if there's somebody, God, in this place, God, God, that is, is just weighed down with life. God, that you would reveal to them, God, that you are our living hope. God, and you are the answer, God, to everything that we face in our life. God, you give us victory, God. God, and I praise your name for it this morning. And all God's people said, amen, you may be seated this morning. Man, it is, it is so good. I said this earlier. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, it's so good that we can come to a place and, and worship. Amen. It's good that we can come to a place and worship freely. And not only can we worship, but we can worship through God's, God's word this morning. I'm excited uh, for the message that God has laid on my heart. It's been just a little bit of time since I've been in the pulpit. So hang on to your pants and, uh, and you'll just order pizza whenever we get out about one o'clock. Okay. All right. So I'm excited. Uh, and, 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 I, and I hope that uh, I can deliver this. God allows me to deliver this the way that he give it to me in my quiet time with him this week. But man, we over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be in Colossians chapter three. Uh, Colossians chapter three. Um, if you would turn your Bibles there this morning, I, it may be on the screen. It may not be on the screen. Uh, it is on the screen, but I still encourage you to, to open your Bibles this morning. But we're going to be in Colossians uh, chapter three, starting in verse number one. If you love the Lord, say Amen. Amen. Listen, just to give you a very brief background of this letter, the book of Colossians, uh, before we jump into our passage, uh, I want you to know that this city probably would never have been mentioned uh, in the New Testament had it not been for the church um, that was there. A matter of fact, the city is not named uh, in the book of Acts because Paul, even though he wrote the letter, he did not start that church yet. He, it is said that he never even, he never even visited there. And, and we see in Colossians chapter one that Paul tells them that he had heard of their faith, but he had never personally, he had never personally met them. So, so we see here that there is a church of, of unknown people in a small town receiving an inspired letter from the great apostle, apostle Paul. And in the first two chapters, if we were to go back and read, we would see that Paul prays for, he prays for spiritual growth uh, for this church. And, and Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, and I just want to give you a little background, for, uh, chapter 1 verses 9 and, and 10, he said, for this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul tells in verse, chapter 1, verse number 10, he says, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. So Paul lets them know that he is praying for, for spiritual growth. And Paul goes on in chapter 1 to remind them of who Christ really is. Sometimes we have to be reminded of who Christ really is. Amen? In chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, Paul says he has rescued us. Talking about Christ, Paul says he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the sons he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. So Paul prays for them. He reminds them of who Christ is. And he also, in this letter, in the first two chapters, he warns them of false, false teachings. He warns them of false teachings and he reminds them of who Christ is. 
and he reminds them that Christ is the Lord of all. He is the, he is the true one, and he wanted them to know that Christ was above all, all things. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. Christ is above all all things. So I want to jump into this chapter three here. And in this chapter, I believe Paul moves into some more practical applications of the doctrines that he has been teaching in chapters one and two. And I believe Paul warns them of false teachers and he warns them uh, of false doctrines and he reminds them of who Christ is. And church, I believe Paul wants us to understand that when we know who Christ is, listen to this, when we know who Christ is and we stand on the true teachings of his word, our lives must represent who Jesus is. Amen. Church, I believe, listen to this. Paul was, let, was, was letting them know, and I believe he is letting, letting us know today that it does us no good, it does us no good to declare and defend the truth of who Christ is and fail to demonstrate it in our lives. We must not only know God's truth, but we must demonstrate it in our everyday, our everyday lives. So follow along as we read in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse, verse 1. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Verse number 5, therefore put to death what belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them. But now put away the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self with its practices, verse 10, and have put on the new self, you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. Verse number 11, in Christ there is no, not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, citerian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in, in all. Will you join me as I pray? God, I just pray today, God, that you just speak through your word. God, speak through your word, God, and, and, and deal with us today in the, in the things that we have going on in our life. God, I pray today, God, that when we leave this place, we'll be challenged, we'll be encouraged to go out and live the Christian life that you have called us, called us to. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before digging into verse number one of our passage, I want to share something with you. A man by the name of, of Warren Wearsby said, uh, faith in Christ means being united to Christ. And if we share his life, we must follow his example. Warren said, Christ cannot live in us by his spirit and permit us to live in sin. Paul connected doctrine with duty. Church, in this chapter, Paul gives the church and gives us some very important, also, but some very, some, some very basic application for our everyday Christian walk with Jesus Christ. And the first thing I want to look at today, if you have your handout on the back side of your bulletin, first thing I want to look at in our handout today is that number one, above all, seek Jesus. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, above all, seek Jesus. Seek Jesus. Yes, church, I want us to understand that because Jesus is really raised from the dead, that our identification with Christ 
becomes real. Amen? Listen, because Christ is truly raised from the dead, our identification in him, it becomes real. Understand this morning that because we as believers were raised with Christ, we can and we should seek those things which are, are above. Paul tells us, for those that have been born again, seek the things which are above. Verse 2, Paul goes on to say, set your minds on, on things above. Paul tells them, above all, seek the things above which where Christ is. Paul tells them, above all, seek Jesus. Can I tell you that this morning that if we, listen to this, if we as a body of Christ, listen, if we as believers in Jesus Christ would just begin to seek Jesus above else and Jesus only, we would begin to be fruitful in our everyday lives. Y'all agree with me this morning? Listen, if we would begin to seek Jesus as a, as a body of Christ, seek Jesus above all, we as a body of Christ, we as a church, we as Sherall First Baptist will begin to be fruitful for Jesus Christ. Listen to me this morning. If your family of husbands and wives and children would just begin to seek Jesus above all else, listen, our families will begin to be fruitful for Jesus Christ. Y'all with me this morning? Amen. Y'all with me? Above all, seek Jesus. Listen, if our school systems, listen, we'll begin just to seek Jesus above all else. If the people across our country, listen, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, come on, I know y'all want to get quiet now, but the Democratic Party, Republican Party, Independent, it don't matter. Listen, if they would just begin to seek Jesus above all, listen, they would begin to be fruitful for the kingdom of God if our focus was just on, on Jesus. Turn to your neighbor, tell them Jesus. Amen. Jesus, I'm telling you this morning, I believe Paul is telling us in this passage, it is so important that above everything in our lives, above the good times, above the bad times, it is important that we keep our minds set on things above. As I begin to study this week, I, I begin to look at this passage and what Paul was, was saying. And, you know, I begin to think about my personal life and I begin to think if I would just seek Jesus above all in my life, I think I would find the answers to all my problems. Amen. Listen, I believe, you believe that this morning that Jesus Christ truly is the answer to our problems? Amen. Listen, I believe Jesus is the answer to our difficulties. Listen, I believe reality is we face trials in our life. But, but James says, consider it joy. Amen. Consider it joy when we face trials in our life. But I believe Jesus is the, the answer to the trials in our life. Pastor Rod which we're excited. If you're watching Pastor Rod, man, we're excited for you to get here and we're so thankful for you. But Pastor Rod preached last week on, on hard times. Listen, can I tell you that Jesus surely is the answer in the midst of our hard times? Amen. He is the answer in the midst of our, of our hard times. Church, in our Christian walk, we must understand that above everything, we must seek Jesus. Paul said in verse number two, he said, set your minds on things above. But then he said at the end of the verse, not on on earthly things. So Paul says, set your minds on things above, not on, on earthly things. Church, can I tell you this morning, can I tell you today that it is important that we don't set our minds on the things of this world. Are you with me this morning? It's important that we don't set our minds on the things of this earth. Listen, it's important that we don't buy in to the enemy's tactics. Amen. How many believe that the enemy is running rampant in our country? Amen. How many believe that the enemy is running rampant in our churches today? Y'all with me this morning, amen? Listen, the enemy will come anywhere he's invited, amen? Listen, but it's important that we set our minds on Christ and not on the things of this world, not on the things of the enemy. I want us to understand that we must keep our minds and our hearts on things above where Christ is. 
Listen, he's the king of kings, amen? He's the king of kings, he's the Lord of lords. He is the beginning and he is the what? He is the end. He is the beginning and he is the end. He is the creator of the universe. He is, he's my God this morning, amen? Listen, he's my God and, and if you are a believer in Christ, he is your God this morning and we must take Paul's words. Listen, I'm not just up here just preaching what I want to preach, but this is out of God's word and we must take Paul's words and encourage and be encouraged to live our lives with our mindset on, on Jesus. Above all, seek Jesus. Listen to me, church. I believe when we as believers begin to keep our minds on Jesus, keep our minds on Jesus, division will begin to cease. I believe when we keep our minds on Jesus, negativity. Y'all ever heard of negative Nancy? Y'all heard of her before? Negative Nancy, I believe when we begin to keep our eyes focused solely on Jesus, negative Nancy will begin to cease, amen? Listen, I believe when we keep our minds on Jesus, an ununified body will begin to cease, amen? Listen, if Jesus is the main thing and we keep our minds solely set on Jesus and the things above, listen, we will be unified. Christ calls his church to be, to be unified. Ununified body will begin to cease when we set our minds on Christ. Listen, this, this got me this week. When we begin to keep our minds on Jesus, our personal desires will begin to cease. Listen, our personal agendas will begin to cease when we keep our minds focused on, on Jesus. Reality is we live in a world today that tells us to seek everything but Jesus. We live in a world today that tells us to set our minds on everything but Jesus. We live in a world today that tells us it's okay to have Jesus on one side and, and the world on the other. But I want us to understand what Paul is telling us before we move on. If you are a believer in Christ, if you have been raised with Christ, above all else, we must seek and set our minds on things above. Above all, we must seek Jesus. Church, can I tell you when the gospel of Jesus Christ, when the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ has changed your life, we will not focus on the things of this world, but we will focus on things above. I encourage you this morning to, number one, to set your minds on things above. I challenge you this morning to live a life that above all you seek Jesus. This morning, Paul tells us, number one in your handout, above all, seek Jesus. Set your minds on things above. The second thing in your handout this morning, I believe Paul in our passage, he teaches us in living a Christian life, number two, put to death the sins of the past. Put to death the sins of of the past. Verse number five, Paul says, therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old Put off the old self with his, with his practices. Church, Paul is telling this church, and listen, I believe he's telling us today in the word that we must put off the sins of our past. We must put to death the sins of our past. We must, we must do away with the sins in our life today. How many of you know that the sin's real? 
Amen? I mean, you know that sin's real, and, and these sins that, that Paul lists, listen, some of those sins still go on in our churches today, still go on in the life of, of Christians, but he's telling us that we got to, listen, we have been raised with Christ, we are dead to sin, we have to put away the, the things that are of our past. I want us to understand that through reading God's Word today, we can't just claim the Word of God, but we must demonstrate it in our everyday lives. Church, I believe Paul is saying we can't claim to be dead. Listen, it don't make sense. It's, it don't go together. We can't claim to, to be dead to sin and raised with Christ and continue to live in the sins of, of, this, of this world. Basically, listen to this. Basically, I believe Paul's telling us that, listen, we got to live what we preach. Amen? We, we, we got we to live what we preach. Listen, you come preaching to me all you want, but if your life don't demonstrate what you're preaching, it don't mean nothing to me. Amen? Listen, we can preach, we can talk about Jesus. I tell our students all the time, listen, we can come to church, we can lift our hands, we can sing about Jesus, but if your life does not demonstrate what you are preaching, listen, it don't mean nothing to me. And it has no effect. We gotta, listen, Paul tell them, we gotta, we gotta live what we preach. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, live what you preach. Live what you preach. Y'all quiet this morning, boy, I tell you, live what you, what you preach. I honestly believe that there are Christians, listen to this, I believe that there are Christians today that come in and out of our churches that feel defeated from the sins of their past. That's reality. We have Christians that come in and out of our churches today that are defeated, are walking around defeated with the sins of their past. We have men and women of God that are allowing the sins of their lives to defeat them. But can I tell you, church, because we have died with Christ, Colossians 3 and 3, I want us to understand that we have the power, we have the power through Christ to put to death the sins of our our past. We have the power through Jesus Christ to put to death the sins that are in our lives today. Listen to me, Romans 6 and 11, Paul says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. We are made alive through the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, that he shed on an old rugged cross for you and for for me. The reality, church, is that we, we all deal with sin in our lives today. We all deal with sin in our lives today. Listen, Romans 3 and 23, we all, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But truth is, sin is not something that we like to talk about in the church. Amen? (laughs) We like to talk about the good things of God, but sometimes we don't like to talk about the sin. I believe Paul is telling us in this passage that sin is real and sin is something that we we must deal with. Sin is real and sin is something that we must... We must deal with. It must be, must be dealt with. Paul says we must put to death the sins of our, of our past. And Paul begins to call, listen, he don't just say sin. He begins, to, he begins to call some of these things, things out. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed. Listen, this morning, but listen, I'm thankful for verse number seven. I'm so thankful for verse number seven this morning. Paul says, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them. Paul is telling us, listen, you are not who you used to be. Listen, aren't you thankful for that this morning? That you aren't, listen, I I know I have not arrived. I am not where I need to be, but I am not, amen, Robert, where I used to be in my, my life. 
I'm not where I used to be. And I believe that's what Paul is telling them, that you are not where you used to be. That is what you used to walk in. And now you have been raised with Christ. And we got to, listen, you got to put your sins of the past to death. I'm reminded of scripture in 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. Paul says, come out from among them and be ye separate. Come out among them and be ye separate. Listen, I believe that's what Paul is telling us. We have been raised with Christ and, and through the power of God, we don't have to be who we, who we used to be, but we can be separate. We can be different. Verse number eight, Paul says, but now put away the following, anger. How many of y'all ever deal with anger? Okay, one of you. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. How many of y'all ever dealt with lying? Hey, amen. Have y'all ever heard somebody say, I'm just gonna tell a white lie. Huh. White lie's a lie. I'm just here to fill you in this morning, amen? Hey, there's liars in the church too. I'm just saying, amen. Do not lie to one another. Church, these are real sins that must be dealt with and must be put to death. Paul is telling us in living a Christian life, we've got to do away with these sins. Church, I serve a God that teaches us in his word. Listen, aren't you glad of this? He teaches us in his word that if we'll confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us from where we fell him. I serve a God that teaches us in his word that Jesus Christ came and he died a death that me and you should have had to die, amen? Listen, I should have been hanging on the cross for my sins, but, but God loved me so much that he sent Christ to die in my place. Listen, and I say it all the time, if he never does anything else for me again, listen, that's good enough. He died in my place. He shed his blood for the sins of all mankind. I serve a God that, that gives us hope for tomorrow and victory over our, our sins. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, Paul says, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know we have victory in Jesus Christ? Romans 6 and 14, Paul tells us, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but under, under grace. Paul tells us, for you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things above. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ. Therefore, put to death the things that belong to your earthly nature. You once walked in these things, but you were, you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away the sins of your, your flesh. Church, I encourage you this morning today to allow Christ to put to death the sins that are in your, your life. Number one, Paul says, above all, we got to seek Jesus. Listen, can I tell you, Jesus is the most important thing in your life. Amen? Jesus is the most important thing in your life. Paul says we must put to death the sins of our, our past. Church, we can't seek the things above and still be in the world. We can't seek the things of the world and still seek Jesus. Like oil and water, it don't mix. We can't live in sin or a flesh, but we must put them to, to death. We must put them to death. Listen, I'm gonna ask our praise team to come up. I've got one more point. I'm gonna wrap it up. I got some more things I wanna say. You ain't gonna get off that easy. But I'm gonna ask them to come. Y'all come, y'all come, y'all come. 
Got another point in your handout I want you to look at. The third thing I believe Paul points out in our passage when it comes to living the Christian life, not only above all seek Jesus, not only put to death the sins of our past and the sins in our life, but number three, put on a renewed, somebody say renewed, a renewed life in Christ. We must put on a new, renewed life in Christ. The end of verse nine, the end of verse nine, Paul says, since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, you are being renewed in knowledge, being renewed in knowledge according to the creator of your, or the image of your creator. Paul says, as a believer in Jesus Christ, listen, as a Christian today, if you call yourself a Christian, you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. Church, listen to me. I I don't claim to be an English major. Y'all hear me? I hate school, okay? (laughs) I'm in it, but I hate it. I don't claim to be an English major. But I understand that if I am being renewed, that is present tense. Y'all agree with me? Where's my teachers at? Is that right? Listen, if we are being renewed, that is present tense. Ema, is that right? That's right, okay. That is present tense. And if we as as a Christ follower, if we as a a believer in Jesus are being renewed, listen, church, that indicates to me that the transformation of my Christian walk is an ongoing process. It's It's an ongoing process. Listen, I got news for you this morning. Listen, ain't none of us in here arrived as a Christian. Ain't none of us in here just arrived and got it all together. Listen, I don't care how close you are to God or how low you are to God. Listen, ain't none of us got it all together. But we are being renewed. We've been raised with Christ. Our sins have been put to death through the blood of Christ. And we are being renewed in Jesus. Present tense, on a daily basis, it is an ongoing process. Paul says, when we have been raised with Christ, when we learn to above all seek Jesus, when we have put to death the sins of our past through the power of Jesus, when we have, have, t- when we have taken off the old self and, and put on the new self, you, my friend, are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your creator. Man, we all have room to grow in our walk with Christ. Amen. Listen, we all have, have room to grow. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're 80 or you're 8. I don't care if you've been coming to church for 50 years or two years. I don't care if you've got a doctor's degree or no degree. Listen, I'm here to tell you, we all got room to grow. It's an ongoing process. Can I encourage you with something? Listen, I don't, I don't know where you are with your walk with Christ. I don't know where you are in your your Christian walk. You may be a new Christian, but can I tell you to never let anyone, never let anyone let you think less of yourself. Y'all hear me this morning. Don't ever let anyone think less of you because you might not be where they are in their life. Don't, don't ever let anyone think less of you because you're dealing with a different sin than they are. Guess what? Because their sin stinks too.
all serve the same God. Listen, I love the Lord. And I love to preach His Word. But man, there's a lot in this Word that I have not figured out. There's a lot in this Word that I'm still learning. I have not come to the end of this Word. And I never will. All I know to do, above all, even when I don't understand it, is seek Jesus. Live for Jesus. All I know to do, Robert, is let him put to death the sins of my past. Carson, and knowing that every day that I wake up, I am being renewed, an ongoing process in my walk with Christ. I'm going to ask that you stand to your feet all over the house. Man, as Carson continues to play, I'm going to ask you to bow your head this morning. Nobody looking around. Please, nobody looking around. Just bow your head. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to come tackle you and drag you to the altar. Listen, I just want to, as a pastor of this church, as a staff member of this church, I want to pray for you this morning, okay? I want to pray for you. Maybe you're in this place this morning. You say, you know what? There are moments in my life that I seek other things but Jesus. There, there are some areas in my life I can think right now. There are some areas in my life that I know that I have put ahead of Jesus. And today, I want to take the step that above all, I want to seek Jesus. Is that you? Will you slip your hand up? Nobody looking around. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Above all, thank you. Above all, I'm going to seek Jesus. Listen, maybe you're in this place today and you say, you know what? There are some sins in my past. There are some sins in my past. And I come in church every day or every Sunday, every week. But man, my sins in my past are eating me alive. And they are weighing me down. They are dragging me down. And I got some sins today that I need to lay at the altar. Today, I got some sins that I need to put to death through the power of God. If that's you today, will you slip your hand up? Thank you. Anybody anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Today, there's some sins in my life that I want to get rid of. That's you. Slip your hand up. Put it right back down. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Maybe you're in this place today and you say, you know what? Sometimes I have thought less of myself because I might not be where somebody else is. Or I may not have as much knowledge. Listen, can I tell you this personally? When I first stepped into the ministry and God called me in the ministry, I used to beat myself up all the time because I wasn't as smart as somebody else. I used to think of myself less of a person because I wasn't smart as somebody else. But God revealed to me, only thing I need is Jesus. All I need is his word. All I need is to be obedient to him. So maybe you're in this place this morning and you say, you know what? There's been moments in my life that I have thought less of myself. But today I realize that it's an ongoing process and I'm being renewed by the power of Jesus Christ. If that's you, will you slip your hand up? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wonder if you say in this place, last thing, and I'm going to get them to sing. I wonder if you say in this place, you know what? I've never surrendered my life to Christ. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I got news for you. I can't save you, okay? But I serve a God who can. And I wonder if you examine your heart this morning. And you say, you know what? I've never surrendered my life to Christ, but the Holy Spirit is dealing with me right now. And I want to do so. 
If that's you, will you slip your hand up? Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. Thank you. I've never surrendered my life to Christ. I've never stepped into a relationship with Christ. But today I want to do so. I want to take that step today. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up, put it right back down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Man, as the, as the worship team sings, listen, I'm gonna encourage you. We can social distance down here. I get it. We, we can spread out. We can make a circle around the gym. But I encourage you, listen, the altar's open. The altar's open. And I encourage you this morning, listen, if you raise your hand in this place and you recognize that you are putting things above Christ and today you want to change that, today you want to lay at the altar, I encourage you to come. Maybe you're the one that raised your hand and said, you know what? I want to put to death the sins of my past. Listen, for far too long, hey, I've been, I've been weighed down by my sins. And today I want to give them to Jesus. If that's you, I want you to come. If you're the one that says, you know what? I have thought less of myself. I have put myself down. And you realize today, you know what? I'm being renewed every day. It's present tense. Every day I wake up, God is doing something new in my life. And it's an ongoing process. And I want to continue to grow in the Lord. If that was you, I want you to come to the altar today and give it to Jesus. If you raise your hand for salvation, listen, I'm going to be right down front, right here. I would love to lead you to Christ today. Amen. So as they play, I want you to come.
believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. this morning. I pray God has blessed your heart this morning through his word and through the worship this morning. Uh, I want to encourage you with three things as I just read in our handouts. Number one, above all, seek Jesus. Make Jesus our number one focus. Number two, let's put to death the sins of our past through the power of God. And number three, let's be reminded to put on a renewed life every day in Christ. Amen. Listen, next week we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. And I want to read, I'm, I'm done, I promise, but I want to read one verse for you. Verse 17, and we're going to read it next week. But listen to this. Paul says, and whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the God, the Father, through, through him. I pray today when we leave this place, everything we do this week, we would do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Listen, I pray all hearts and minds are clear. Thank you, praise team. I want to thank Robert too. You may not know Robert. Robert has been visiting our church for some, maybe a couple months or so, but he helped out with worship today. Uh, I want to thank you for that. Uh, but again, uh, thank you for coming. Uh, man, we're excited what God is doing in the future. Um, and I'm going to ask you now, if you are a visitor, uh, really quick, um, man, we thank you for coming. Like I said, fill your card out. I'm going to ask some of our deacons to please go out to the back just in case someone turns a card in. Uh, we've got a small gift for you just to let you know uh, that we love you and we appreciate you coming. But I'm going to ask now that if our members would please sit down. And if you are a visitor, 
Again, we thank you for coming, but we ask you to please step out. And I'm going to ask uh, Mr. Jeff, please, as our chairman of deacons for two more days. <laughs> two more days. Uh, and I'm going to ask Miss Maria, if you would come up, um, just stand up here with us, please. Um, Miss Donna Till is chairman of our, of our uh, nominating committee. She could not be here today, uh, so Miss Maria is just going to kind of stand in the gap for her. Um, but if you did not pick up a church leadership form, they are in the back. Um, you can grab, if you don't have one, uh, we can grab you one. If you want one, don't have one, want one, raise your hand. Nobody? All right. 